3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Oh,
4: we are off and running in today's edition of Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network Sirius Channel 159, Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens getting you prepped and ready for the offseason in the NFL. And we have news and notes around the league, the saga continues in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson requesting a trade from the Ravens, still not signed to a long-term offer sheet right now on FanDuel, the Baltimore Ravens, 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That's now extended. A couple weeks ago, they were in the area of about 15 to 1. It looked like maybe, just maybe Lamar Jackson would be signed to a long-term deal. Then the situation unfolded with his business partner, Ken Francis, coming out and saying or trying to negotiate he squabbled at those rumors sort of stifled those and said that ken francis doesn't really talk for me i make my own deals well he's asked out of baltimore now now it's official but lamar jackson is not happy baltimore has to make a decision and i tweeted out with Ben, prior to the show, that Baltimore did Lamar Jackson rotten. They really did. And I, I tweeted out that if Daniel Jones is worth $40 million a year for the New York Giants, well, then Lamar Jackson's worth at least fifty. That's just the bottom line. I mean, there's no comparison. I know Daniel Jones exceeded expectations this year, cut down on the mistakes with Brian Dable uh, and the team in, in terms of his first year, progressed in that sense but you look at the numbers with Danny, Danny Dimes, right? Uh, not even in comparison to what Lamar Jackson has done, not just on the ground, by the way through the air in terms of what he's had to work with is eerily similar in terms of what Daniel Jones has to work with in terms of the inexperienced wide receiver core for the New York Giants last year. Players like Darius Slayton and obviously uh, Isaiah Hodgins coming on late and, and Richie James and all that type of situation that developed at the end of the year. And Daniel Jones did get his first career playoff win over the Minnesota Vikings, but he wasn't an MVP and 11 uh, touchdowns over the past couple of seasons Lamar Jackson did in fact throw for 36 touchdowns one year is one of the most explosive players that we have seen in, in terms of the NFL when healthy and maybe that's a concern but at the end of the day either you're all in with Lamar Jackson or you're all out you can't be in the middle with a player like that The Baltimore Ravens have developed this offense around Lamar Jackson. The problem was is that they were so run-heavy, they had no offensive playmakers on the perimeter to take pressure off the rushing attack when teams stacked the box and kept Lamar Jackson in the pocket. Outside of Mark Andrews and maybe glimpses of greatness, now and then from Rashad Bateman, the Baltimore Ravens struggled when they fell behind in ball games and couldn't challenge teams over the top in terms of the passing game. And if you're Baltimore and you are bought into Lamar Jackson, why are you waiting so long to get weapons for that offense, why aren't you actively approaching a player like De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Why aren't you actively going after maybe an Adam Thielen or getting players, big time players around Lamar Jackson to show him that you're willing to build the team around him and take this team to the next level? He can't be 90% of the productivity all the time. And if you want to make the comparison about what you might have, look at Jalen Hurts. I keep saying it time and time again. Jalen Hurts was not the same type of player coming out of Oklahoma and Alabama in terms of the draft where Philly took him in the second round that Lamar Jackson was coming out of Louisville five years ago. It was no comparison, and that wasn't a knock on Jalen Hurts. He was still raw in terms of a a playmaker in the passing game. He was more a predominant runner. He was 26-2 as a starting quarterback at Alabama lost his job to Chua, went with Lincoln Riley, but still had glimpses of struggles when teams kept him in the pocket and teams forced him outside, especially to his left. Go back to that Baylor game in terms of Waco where he had three first-half fumbles and he had to rally that team from a second-half deficit and they won it 34-31. There were glimpses of, of weakness in Jalen Hurts coming out of college. That wasn't a knock. It was just he was still raw. He developed, though, once you put playmakers around them, like A.J. Brown, like Devontae Smith, Could we make the same comparison with Lamar Jackson, Rashad Bateman, DuVernay? You're telling me they're a lethal one-two punch? No, not in any aspect whatsoever. And Dallas Goddard is just as good as Mark Andrews, in my opinion. So at the end of the day, if you want to see the true greatness of Lamar Jackson, you put playmakers around them. Put a D-hop around Lamar Jackson. Put a number one. Like, like a Justin Jefferson around Lamar Jackson, and then watch him cook, baby. That's what Baltimore failed to do. And if I'm sitting back and I'm Lamar Jackson, I made the right, right move. If he was going to play under the franchise tag making $32 million a year and risk injury in that type of situation when Pat Mahomes got his money and Aaron Rodgers got his money and Kyler Murray got his Murray uh, money – and Deshaun Watson as well. You don't think Lamar Jackson has earned the right to at least make 45 to $50 million dollars a year based off of the productivity throughout his career? Ridiculous, Baltimore, absolutely ridiculous. When we come back, Ben and I will break down all the odds for the NFL. Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens coming right back. Keep it where it is
0: to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens.
4: Back on Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Ben will be joining us, hopefully at some point through the show, dealing with some technical difficulties. We'll get him back. But if you want to talk Lamar Jackson to your favorite team, give us a call, 844 843 68 7, 9, that's 844 843 eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. If you haven't heard, Lamar Jackson requesting a trade out of Baltimore. I said it. You know where I feel about the Baltimore Ravens. I think they did them wrong. I think they should have signed them, especially if – this was the guy that was supposed to take your team to a potential Super Bowl. You don't string them along for that long of time. Two years is long enough. And at the end of the day, he put the writing on the wall last year when he was maybe potentially let's say eighty eighty five percent healthy uh, in terms of the playoff game when they went up against the Cincinnati Bengals and Huntley did get the start in that ball game. They went toe to toe with Joe Burrow couldn't pull that ball game out, but you know, if Lamar Jackson, let's say, was signed to a long-term deal at that particular time or or they had given him indication, maybe he would have been on the center for the Baltimore Ravens in that ballgame. Either way, he's not going to play in Baltimore, in my opinion, definitely not now in 2023. So what are potential landing spots? Does We know that they're committed supposedly to to Tua and that offense, but we know about the concussions. We know about the situation regarding, you know, this offense now. There's playmakers there. The potential is Super Bowl or bust for Mike McDaniel, not just uh, win the AFC East, but let's take it to the next level. We went toe-to-toe with the Buffalo Bills throughout the year, lost to them with a third-string quarterback in the playoffs. Now, if we had Lamar Jackson in our offense, man, that offense would be lethal. And now you add Jalen Ramsey to that secondary. The defense maybe can turn the corner with Vic Fangio. And maybe, just maybe, we could be in the – they're running for a Super Bowl championship, so this this is where teams are going to start to maybe wake up to Lamar Jackson. You know, may, there were maybe potential rumblings, and I know Corver brought it up with me on the on the radio show that teams potentially wouldn't actively pursue Lamar Jackson because they would throw an offer out and and then the Ravens would just match it, and it would be a waste of time. Well, now he wants out, so maybe this changes the the landscape for potential teams. How about Atlanta? You have Des Ritter there. Okay, Des Ritter, he's average, good. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He showed glimpses at times last year, but he certainly isn't as explosive as Lamar Jackson. Now, you pair Lamar Jackson with Drake London, with Kyle Pitts, baby, Ben Stevens, that Atlanta offense could be cooking in 2023. Joe Lisi, great to be here
6: with you, my man. Some technical difficulties continue to plague the start of our shows to start off these last few weeks, but I am here, and obviously it is a big day in the National Football League. I hear you mentioning, Joe, some potential destinations for Lamar Jackson. You bring up Atlanta. That seems to be a natural fit, right? It seems as though the Falcons with Arthur Smith could use an offensive quarterback in Lamar Jackson, because let's not forget, Lisey, what Lamar is. He's a 26-year-old, former NFL MVP, record-setting quarterback. If those guys were to hit a relatively open market, and according to Lamar, he requested a trade just under a month ago on March 2nd, that... You would think, Joe, teams would be clamoring, doing whatever they were possibly capable of doing to acquire Lamar Jackson. Yes, knowing you need to pay him. Yes, knowing you are going to need to then send some draft capital to the Baltimore Ravens. But, Joe, Atlanta which seemed like a very likely potential destination, was one of the teams, one of those five teams that came out almost immediately after Baltimore placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar to say, we're not interested in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. So does this change their mentality, Joe?
4: I think it does for Atlanta and and some of the other teams, and maybe even my Miami Dolphins, depending upon their long-term view with Tua. But I agree with you in, in terms of now that he wants out, There have to be teams on saying, you know what, all right, now we're going to actively pursue. This is a guy that can change our franchise, not just for one or two years, but if healthy, the next five to seven, right? At the end of the day, he could be playing well into his mid-30s, depending upon, obviously, how many injuries he has. And I understand the injuries are a cause of concern, but you know what the best type of player is, especially at the quarterback position, Ben? A happy player. You pay Lamar Jackson, I guarantee you, he'll give it 150%. And the difference, I believe, between Lamar Jackson and, let's say, Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career, where he got 50 million plus, right, is that uh, Lamar Jackson, for years, has never really complained, oh, I have no playmakers around him. He just goes out and produces, right? He gives it his all. So, uh, if he's not complaining in that type of situation, if you put now star players around him, you know that he's going to be smelling a title. I think that's the perfect situation situation for Lamar Jackson to really benefit from his athleticism why haven't teams bought into this concept
6: I don't really know, Joe. It makes a ton of sense So what you are pointing out. Lamar has done a lot with not all that much, certainly on the outside in terms of wide receiver targets. Yes, Mark Andrews is one of the best that you will find at the tight end spot, but elsewhere. And of course, they incorporated an offensive system under Greg Roman to feature a strong ground attack led by Lamar. But Joe, it's very interesting. Now the idea of Lamar Jackson other places, he... Sent out this tweet, Joe, that stated that he requested a trade on March 2nd as John Harbaugh was walking up to the podium speaking today at the owners' meetings in Phoenix, which is very interesting timing to say the least, and I do not believe that it is coincidental. Now, in terms of the injury issues, Joe, that a lot of people like to highlight, because Lamar can use his athleticism to take off and because he is an integral part of whatever offensive scheme on the ground, as you would expect, either with Baltimore or anywhere else, people like to highlight the fact that he only played 12 games each of the past two seasons. And yes, some legitimate injury concerns. I don't think, Joe, anybody outside of the Baltimore Ravens organization and in Lamar's own head or camp will know exactly why he missed the final five games of this NFL regular season. But the two years prior, 19, of course, when he won the NFL MVP, by the way, a league-leading 36 touchdown passes and a league-best QBR as well to only six interceptions in 2019. For all of you that say Lamar Jackson is not a pure passer, and in 2020, Joe, he played and started in in 15 games he sat out each one of those years because they didn't need that final game certainly 2019 as they had long locked up the number one overall seed in the afc so lamar was good he was chilling he was fine it wasn't injury concerns that kept him out in either of those two years yes there are maybe some concerns in terms of longevity based on these past two years but not overly so joe in my estimation at least as it stands for lamar jackson so i think that idea of injury concerns joe is frankly a little bit overblown however i want to ask you this question does lamar tweeting out that he requested a trade on march 2nd really change this situation in your estimation is it really all that different Because under the non-exclusive franchise tag, Joe, you would have to obviously offer Lamar Jackson a new contract. Whoever trades for him, I believe, is obviously committed in Lamar long-term, and you're still going to have to send a rather lucrative trade package back to Baltimore. Maybe it's not the two first-round picks. Shall the Ravens decline whatever offer sheet under that non-exclusive tag? But Joe, does it really change Lamar Jackson's situation with the Ravens all that much, except making it a little bit more public?
4: Yeah, no, I think it changes it because I mm, think okay. the more that it comes out, the more aggravated he gets. And, and, and we talked about it. It's almost like that bell curve, time versus money, right? Or erosion in terms of you want to catch everything at its peak, right? Now I feel like we're on the back nine of that bell curve with Lamar Jackson. The longer he is unsigned, he's going to be more and more frustrated, and that means he's not going to be in training camp.
6: Yeah, it's going to be so interesting, Joe, to see how this all plays out because my estimation is this, Joe. I'm not sure it trades all that mu- changes all that much. I'm really not. And I'll discuss why I think that is the case moving forward here as we come back on Football Full Circle. The technical difficulties are done. Joe Lisi and I are in the mix. We're back next on FFC
0: You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live
6: right here on FFC, Sirius XM, Channel 159, all across the Sports Grid Radio Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. All right, Joe, we continue to react to the big news to start off this new week. Lamar Jackson tweeting out. That he has requested a trade from the Ravens. In fact, he has already requested a trade from Baltimore back on March 2nd, well before that non-exclusive franchise tag was placed on Lamar. So, Lisi, it's very interesting, right? Because what is the non-exclusive franchise tag? We have tried to spell that out many times here on Football Full Circle. When you place a non-exclusive franchise tag on somebody, it allows them to then open up negotiations with the 31 other NFL organizations. If an offer sheet is agreed upon and sent to Baltimore, they have the opportunity to match whatever that new contract or offer sheet may look like for Lamar Jackson. If they so decline, that team that now has signed Lamar Jackson away from Baltimore Baltimore has to, needs to, must send two first-round draft picks back to Baltimore. That's a pretty tough bargain. That's a pretty steep hill to climb to send all of that plus a ton of money for Lamar Jackson despite the fact you have a 26-year-old former NFL MVP now as your starting quarterback. But the reason, Joe, I don't think it is all that different for Lamar Jackson in this situation, announcing his formal trade request that he uttered to the Baltimore Ravens organization is because still the team that gets Lamar Jackson is going to have a player for this year that is playing under that exclusive franchise tag, non-exclusive franchise tag, excuse me, and you are going to need to sign him long-term. You are not trading for Lamar Jackson, Joe, to do what Baltimore has done the better part of the last two and a half years to have these ongoing contract negotiations. You are trading for Lamar to reach a long-term contract extension in this new organization. And you're not going to get Lamar Jackson for dirt cheap, despite the fact of what Baltimore has said to the league. This is where they will put their collusional ties, Joe, to the test. Because I do believe the reason there was not a ton of people enamored with Lamar is because Baltimore said, Ooh, let's show them what that open market looks like but now this market is open Joe and I don't think Baltimore is saying all right we'll take a fifth rounder for Lamar we'll take a third rounder for Lamar it is going to be in my estimation and rightfully so multiple early round draft picks if it's not Baltimore is the dumbest franchise in the history of dumb franchises for allowing this situation to play out as it did and getting absolutely nothing in return and setting back their franchise Joe by five years
4: no, absolutely. I agree with you from the business aspect because Aaron Rodgers was is valued at a, a first round selection or a couple from the Green Bay Packers in terms mm-hmm. of that situation, right? So why wouldn't Lamar Jackson, who's much younger, much more explosive in terms of his ability on the ground? So I agree in terms of that assessment. But let's take the situation in Baltimore and let's equate it to a long-term relationship, right? Let's uh, you know, husband and wife or or you know, significant other in regards to you there five or six years and it's the same old, same situation. Yeah, you tell me that, but you do the same thing over and over and over again, right? And then Lamar Jackson sees interest from maybe that eye candy across the street, right? And all of a sudden now, hey, there's interest there. Well, at the end of the day, they're still offering you the same thing, but it's a new opportunity. It's new beginnings. It's a new landscape. We're going to douse you with roses and throw bouquets at you, right? same type of situation we're going to wine and dine you to make you feel like you're wanted has baltimore done that with him and why if they haven't why then that's my question you see if if this is your guy you don't string him along for this long of time when you know he's frustrated unless you want to teach him a lesson or you don't really want him it's only could be only one of the two ben
6: yeah i mean listen It's such a weird thing, right? Because I I really do believe, Joe, I think it was pretty apparent to see, we said the quiet thing out loud, that a word that sounds a lot like collision that has maybe a different word with a different vowel later in it was the reason that all these teams all of a sudden, almost instantaneously, were like, hey, we don't want to get in on Lamar Jackson. Because Steve Bashotti, who's the owner for the Baltimore Ravens, has been outspoken in his nature of damning, Guaranteed contracts. I do not think, Joe, the 31 NFL owners were very happy with Jimmy Haslam and the Haslam family for offering a fully guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson. I do not think at this stage, we'll see what happens in a couple of years, but right here, right now, in the present, Joe, NFL owners want to be playing, paying guaranteed contracts. Because if you start with one and then another, that is going to be the case at the quarterback spot for the rest of time. Joe Burrow will get a guaranteed contract. Justin Herbert will get a guaranteed contract. Patrick Mahomes, in his next negotiation, would get a guaranteed contract. All of these young quarterbacks now, all the young quarterbacks to come, when their rookie year deal is done, they will get a guaranteed number of a large sum of money. Owners are a billionaire boys club, Joe. They do not want to be a part of guaranteed contracts. Call a spade a spade. That is the deal. So, I believe the Baltimore Ravens, obviously, were trying to let Lamar know by letting him test NFL waters, so to speak, that there is not going to be a five-year, $225 million guaranteed deal out there, Lamar. You are not going to find it. If you do, great. We'll see you back here to have those contract negotiations once again. So that didn't play out, of course, Joe. But here we stand, still, here we stand, still, where the Ravens might have played theirself. Because now there's no open market out there nobody is interested in lamar jackson no offer sheets have been passed down so it allows this idea of leverage to come back up joe for baltimore now to be like uh oh what can we ask for if we actually want to trade lamar jackson a third rounder no that's not enough for the return on our investment of a 26 year old former nfl mvp we need multiple draft picks early on probably at least one first rounder so is it all that different Joe than the non-exclusive franchise tag the Ravens again might have put themselves in a very difficult spot and outside of whatever this potential deal could or could not be Joe Lisi the Ravens are going to have to start from ground zero a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin replaces Greg Roman except the personnel on the staff Joe is the same exact thing you built a run game four Baltimore is in a very precarious situation here Joe
4: they are so. Let's uh, and I understand we, how you broke it down. You did a great job in, in terms of that assessment about yeah. obviously you know changing the landscape and the trajectory of of paying quarterbacks because of what's down the road. You know some of the great young quarterbacks out there, but Ben, why does Lamar Jackson have to be the sacrificial lamb for everybody, right? Because let's just say Lamar Jackson isn't the guy to change. Right? Let's say he doesn't get guaranteed money. Do you, does that mean that it's it's definitely a fact that Cincinnati and Kansas City, when Mahomes and Burrow come due, aren't going to get guaranteed money? See, the owners don't want to change this in, ter, in terms of like Major League Baseball and the NBA. That's where the NFL has been a little bit right. different, right, in terms of the contracts. It wasn't until Mahomes got $480 million that all of a sudden we took off in terms of the trajectory and the in the size of the contracts. Now they're trying to reel it in. But why Lamar Jackson? Why one of the most polarizing athletic quarterbacks in all of the NFL that brings back shades of the great mobile quarterbacks back in the day why are we using him as the example just because Deshaun Watson got guaranteed money last year by Cleveland Uh, that's what I don't understand If if I'm if I'm the organization of Baltimore this is my guy why do I want to use my guy as the example you know, mm. I let the other. I mm. can voice my displeasure, saying I'm against it. But if yeah. I, if he's my guy, I'm loyal to the guys I back, right? And the guys that, that risk it each and every Sunday for my for my team and my organization because it brings money back into my pocket. So why would I why would I put my guy out there and use him as an example unless I didn't like him or I, want, I wanted to really abuse him? That's the only reason why you would do it.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, Joe, it's a great point. Why does Lamar Jackson have to be that example? why did the Baltimore Ravens not two years ago negotiate a deal with Lamar when a guaranteed contract was not a thing like Brett Veach did with Patrick Mahomes two off seasons ago to get him inked long term knowing what might be out there on the horizon. That is why Brett Veach is running circles around Eric DaCosta at this moment because he made that move to have Patrick Mahomes sign a 10-year extension, Joe, yes, for a large amount of money overall, but uh, negotiated in a way and broken down in a way that honestly favors the organization in Kansas City. There is a way, Joe, it is well documented at this point, that you win in the NFL when you have a rookie quarterback under that rookie deal or a young quarterback under his rookie deal. You couldn't spend assets elsewhere unless you're the Baltimore Ravens, who during the five years of Lamar Jackson's rookie deal had the second least amount of spending on the wide receiver position. With that being said, though, Joe, that's why you negotiate and broker a deal to have long-term ramifications but that are organization-friendly. Even with the Giants, Joe, yes, four years, 164 for Danny dimes seems like a lot of money his cap hit this upcoming season 19 mil barely anything to bat an eye over in the final two years of the contract Joe is front-loaded in how it is constructed so that if Daniel Jones turns out to not be a guy he turns into the pumpkin after being Cinderella in 2022 then you can get out of it relatively all things are relative relatively scot-free and again That is where Baltimore has played themselves. Joe, since Lamar Jackson became the full-time starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens in 2019, when he won that MVP in the 2019 campaign in the NFL, Baltimore's rushing yards ranked as a team first 2019 first 2020 third 2021 third last year 2022 they are the best rushing offense in the national football league over that four season span so if it's not lamar then where does baltimore turn we'll start to look at some of these odds up next here on football full circle live on the sports grid radio network
0: You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens.
6: We are back here on FFC Live on the Sports Grid Radio Network. So, Joe... All season, all off-season long, excuse me, we have been talking about Lamar Jackson since the non-exclusive franchise tag was placed on him a couple of weeks ago. And here we are, Joe, again, after Lamar announced that he officially requested a trade from Baltimore, made that known to the organizational brass on March 2nd. Well, Lisi, the entire time, despite all of this and the idea that maybe these two sides were very far off and maybe these two sides were unhappy with one another, the odds still pretty much told us that lamar was going to play with baltimore one way or the other in 2023 they were plus 200 to win the afc north only 65 cents behind the Bengals. and cincinnati was the favorite to win this division two consecutive divisional titles for the Bengals within the afc north plus 135 was the price just two days ago joe on cincy now it's plus one twenty, and Baltimore's number it was two to one. It's now plus two forty. So the odds, Joe, starting to agree with the idea that maybe Lamar's not going to end up in Baltimore to play in twenty
4: twenty three. Yeah, I don't think he is. I, again, even if the. I... Put it this way: If he had to play under the franchise tag under Baltimore, he would he would sit out. I really believe that. I think if that was his only option, he wouldn't be in training camp. I really, uh, honestly believe he would take a walkout. So right now they went from 15 to one to 25 to one. Where else can they move? I think Atlanta's on the move. I think Miami's on the move. What about the Rams? Are they on the move? I, I mean, knowing that they have Stafford banged up, would would Sean McVay maybe potentially want Lamar there? I mean, there's a number of teams. I think Seattle, you know, even though they signed Geno, but they're still looking for a quarterback. If you had the opportunity at Geno or Lamar Jackson, who would you take? So keep an eye out. Mm, I think we're still – we could have a mega deal done within the next month if this now gains traction.
6: So – it's a really good point, Joe. So where else would be some of those possible landing spots? Again, I heard you through the technical difficulties start to evaluate some of those spots. Baltimore moves back. All right, probably not the Ravens. You mentioned the Miami Dolphins. I do really believe, Joe, Tua to Iloa, if they believe he is healthy, which we hope for him as an individual, he is, is their guy in Miami. They will be fine offensively. They have really re-bolstered that defensive side of the football. We have seen some teams, Joe, that we anticipated to have some quarterback conversations this offseason start to fill those. Geno Smith re-signed by Seattle. Jimmy Garoppolo makes his way to Las Vegas. Maybe, Joe, like you mentioned, those two teams could be in the running. How about a team that drafts early in the first round of the 2023 NFL draft? The Indianapolis Colts. Now, I don't think, Joe, I really do not think, that the Colts are going to give Baltimore that number four overall selection for next month's draft at the end of April in Kansas City. But I do believe the Colts have some draft capital if they wanted to acquire Lamar Jackson and then go in a different spot at number four or trade back to get even more draft capital, they could look to do so. I think, Joe, Some likely teams, Indianapolis, I do still believe Baltimore has a puncher's chance of keeping Lamar Jackson, but I think Indy makes a ton of sense. Atlanta would make a ton of sense to me. I also think, Joe, maybe, and hear me out here,
4: are the New York Jets out of the running on Lamar Jackson? No. No, I mean, think about it. Not at all. I mean, (laughs) we we talked about it. Remember you asked me about Aaron Rodgers in that situation? And I said it's going to – I I think it would go over the time frame. I think we're well through that time frame now. He's still not signed on the dotted line. If you're the New York Jets and you have the opportunity, A-Rod, or obviously, Lamar Jackson. No one would you have around them when you have Garrett Wilson and now me, Cole Hardeman, and you have Brees Hall, and, and, and in terms of Michael Carter. I mean, you wouldn't want Lamar Jackson there? I know he's going to be the quarterback for the next five or six years. Can I make that guarantee with Aaron Rodgers?
2: Uh,
6: yeah, I w- right? Like, that's the whole idea in terms of how these two things broke around. Aaron, yeah. what? One two, two, years? two years, maybe Joe? Yeah. Two. I agree. At, at most. Two. Yep. And so I think now now don't get me wrong, Joe. Even at bare minimum, even at bare minimum, again, Baltimore is not going to let Lamar Jackson go for scraps because they are not going to say to themselves, who they have done this to themselves, that oh, there's no market out there for Lamar. We got to trade him for something. No, I don't know if that's entirely true. Baltimore has made sure there's no market out there for Baltimore to get rid of Lamar Jackson. The Ravens can only blame themselves. It is the guy from I Think You Should Leave in the hot dog dog costume, Joe, Joe, who gets into the accident in that retail store. If you know this meme on Twitter, it says we're all looking for the guy who did this. Well, that's Baltimore who did this to themselves. So with that being said, Joe, they're not going to let Lamar Jackson go for nothing. And there seems to be this holdup right now between New York and Green Bay in terms of what Aaron Rodgers at age 39 entering his 19th NFL season is truly worth, knowing there's not a long-term incentive for Aaron Rodgers to keep playing. So isn't Lamar better? Joe, right here, right now, 2023, you could have one quarterback just for this season, just for this upcoming season. It's the same exact roster and coaching staff around him. Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator. Robert Sala, the head coach. Garrett Wilson, all that. Who would you rather
4: have, Lamar Jackson Jackson. or Aaron Rodgers? No, Lamar Jackson, I'd fire Nate Hackett. I'll tell you that. I was, that if, I was, all right, if I was coach or at any authority, fire Nate Hackett on the spot, get Lamar Jackson in New York. How about this? Uh, and I just thought of this. I don't know if this could happen, but you got to trim the fat at some time. Kirk Cousins for Lamar Jackson straight up. How about Jackson with with Justin Jefferson and Devin Cook potentially in that offense? I know they still have to make a decision on Cook, but he's coming off the uh, shoulder injury, right? He just had surgery. Lamar Jackson with Justin Jefferson in that offense. Would you take him right here right now? If I'm O'Connell or I have any type of input, I would take him in a heartbeat. Get Kirk Cousins out of Minnesota. He's never won a big game outside the playoff game against New Orleans. Give me Lamar Jackson and maybe we are a Super Bowl contender. Joe, this is going to be the very interesting thing.
6: You would think, you would think, i have lamar jackson as at the very least a top 10 quarterback in the national football League. right you would think then every nfl organization outside of kansas city buffalo cincinnati
4: Cincinnati.
6: uh los angeles for the chargers and herbert philly with jalen hurts I guess San Francisco, because they have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, you would th- and the Panthers, because they're drafted number one overall, the Bears, because they have Justin Fields, and the Packers, because they're going to be in on Jordan Love, you would think that virtually every other NFL organization might be at least having a small conversation to say, guys, what do, you, what do you think, huh? What do you think if we could assemble a little deal for Lamar Jackson? He's an upgrade over our quarterback position. Because I would say, Joe, at bare minimum, Lamar is an upgrade over 20 NFL starting quarterbacks that are currently the starters for their organization.
4: Absolutely. Let me ask you this, and I, I just looked at their odds, and, and it's just like I'm like, can you imagine sixty-five to one? New England Patriots. Does yeah. Bill Well, I mean, he did it for Cam Newton, right? Right. And we know. I'm just saying. I mean, Cam was at the end of his career when when he basically did it, and we talked about obviously the wide receiver inefficiencies. But does it? Would he? Would Baltimore allow him to go? to new england i'm just saying yeah
6: uh that's also a really good component joe because again that's why i feel like these are kind of similar situations baltimore still can control what happens here just the same way as it did with the non-exclusive franchise tag because if somebody offers lamar a deal baltimore still has the opportunity to match so they still are in control of this situation for lamar jackson He is not free by any means. So would they allow him to be traded to the Patriots or the Dolphins, a conference competitor? Eh, I don't know. I'm sure they would rather deal with the NFC South, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, whoever it might be. I don't think the Panthers, drafting number one overall, are going to make the move on Lamar just now. Here's an interesting one, Joe. Tell me your thoughts. Detroit, the Lions plus... 130 to win the NFC North Division. Now, Jared Goff was really good last year. I'm not going to take away from what Jared Goff did, but is he your long term quarterback to bring you to the highest heights in the National Football League? I think that's up for debate. I think Brad Holmes, the general manager who has done great work for Detroit in his time at the helm of that organization in the Motor City, is at least going to be interested in the idea of negotiating with Lamar Jackson or talking to the Baltimore Ravens about that potential. Joe, do you think Detroit makes any semblance
4: of sense to maybe try to get and acquire Lamar Jackson via trade? I mean, it's possible. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm Dan Campbell, I would want him in a heartbeat, right? Right. I mean, I don't understand what the other GMs and the other coaches are thinking about. If you're giving me an opportunity to have Lamar Jackson on my team, knowing that I have Jamison Williams that, that came off an injury and in that offense, St. Brown is there, the rushing attack came on, and oh, by the way, that defense really gelled as a unit. Why would I want an MVP candidate leading my offense? Jared Goff, yeah, he's a prototypical dropback passer, but now you throw in the RPO aspect to Detroit? Why not? Again, I I just don't understand what they're looking at. If they're trying to make a statement, in my opinion, you're all idiots. You're making it with the wrong guy. Use somebody else like Daniel Jones, or somebody else, is the example. Don't utilize one of the most explosive playmakers in all of the NFL.
6: Yeah, again, it's such a good point, Joe, because that's why Brett Veach did what he did in Kansas City, seeing the writing on the wall, saying to Clark Hunt, hey, Listen, we got this guy. He's going to need to get paid. Let's keep him here and pay him, but not have to delve into this. There will be at some point, Joe. You would think a guaranteed, I mean, Deshaun already has it, but there is going to be more and more of a standard as guaranteed money has continued to escalate over the years where every new contract, Joe, in free agency or an extension or whatever it might be, features the largest sum of guaranteed contract for this positional group in the history of the National Football League. It's the way the world works. It's the way it always is going to work in market value. But why make that guy Lamar? Or is it Lamar, Joe, who has seen what Deshaun Watson has gotten and has said, that guy, although he once was a decent quarterback, is getting that much money. I'm an NFL MVP. Deshaun has never done that. I've led my team to a postseason. Well, the Texans did get there a couple of times. But a number one overall seed, and you're going to pay him five years 230 million dollars fully guaranteed he's going to get three number one draft picks traded back for him and six draft picks in total and you're going to tell me he's more valuable than me why the guy's played a couple of football games in two years so maybe it is lamar joe saying i want that and baltimore saying lamar we can't give you that but i'm not so sure joe that has really been the crux of this conversation and if you've been that far off Frankly, you need to do a better job in having those negotiations to make it as clear as day for Lamar Jackson what a fair market deal is for both sides. Some way or the other, Joe, it has not worked in Baltimore, and they are going to see the effects of that.
4: Yeah, you could better hire a capologist, right? I mean, if you didn't know that this was headed in this direction, you have to be a complete moron. I hate to keep saying that, but it's the truth. They knew that this was down the road, and they did not get ahead of it, Ben. Yep, and we'll see exactly,
6: Joe, what happens the rest of the way. This is something we will continue, of course, to follow as we keep going here through this National Football League off season. A couple more minutes left here on Football Full Circle on the other side of the break. Up next here on FFC
0: you're listening to football full circle with joe lisi and ben stevens we are back on ffc
6: for just a few more minutes live right here on the sports grid radio network joe we'll see how the lamar jackson situation continues to play out in baltimore right now though lisi we're in march right the final week of March. This weekend is the first weekend of April. Saturday is the final four of the 2023 Men's NCAA Tournament in Houston. Joe, this has been a chaotic month of March. Truly historically mad in terms of March Madness. It is the first ever Final Four in the history of the Big Dance that does not feature a 1, 2 or even a 3 seed. Three of the Final Four teams are appearing in the Final Four for the first time in program history. So Joe, we follow that idea of madness to end off today on Football Full Circle. As you look at Super Bowl 58 odds, Joe Lisi, and the long Shots, teams that have a 60 to 1 price or greater the falcons commanders patriots bucks titans colts cardinals texans in that grouping there is eight teams joe give me a team that's going to make a cinderella run in 2023 in the national football league
4: well, out of that group, I would probably take uh, Bill Belichick and New England, just because you never know, right? They're, the, they're right. the I feel like sleeping giants in terms of this aspect. So at sixty-five to one, I would take them in Atlanta. Uh, have no cop. Well, and, and you know what? If if Washington could be a spot Ooh. for Lamar Jackson too, right? Would Eric Bieniemy at the helm, I mean, why with those playmakers, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, a little Logan Thomas, maybe if they sign him. I mean, come on. Now,
6: you know it was a team we didn't mention in the Lamar Jackson conversation. Tennessee, right. Titans. Tennessee
4: yeah, Titans. No, show. no. If I'm Lamar, I don't want to go there. It's the exact well, same thing that what he what he has with Baltimore. Right. But if they pay him, it's a little bit different. Yeah, well, show me the money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
6: Joe Lisi. It's been a ton of fun here on Football Full Circle on this Monday to start off a new week. We'll be back rocking tomorrow on FFC. What news will we have? We find out all together. Coming up next, though, on Sports Grid Radio, it's the Moneyline right here on
0: Sirius XM Channel 159. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...